Broadcasting live and worldwide. Here's Brody Brazil. So real quick, I wanted to elaborate on the piece that got put out today at NBCSports.com. They asked me to come up with five bold predictions for this 2021 NHL season with the Sharks. I gave it my very best. And by the way, I will put the link down in the description below. Click on it, read it for yourself, maybe share it with a friend who might be interested. I'm actually I'm actually interested in hearing your feedback, your comments. Did I get something really right? Am I way off on something? Do you have a, a better prediction that you think is accurate or interesting? Uh, definitely want to start that conversation. But yeah, again, this is very difficult to wrap your hands around any of what might happen in the next couple months. 56 games for San Jose and everybody else, basically playing on an every other night basis. There are a couple five and six day gaps in the schedule. I imagine that's twofold. Number one, to give these guys a little bit of a breather during uh, the heavy workload of the schedule, but also maybe contingency plans of when the schedule has to change, people have to be flexible, rescheduling games or series or whatever. Um, There is a lot of uh, open space in the schedule. So, look, I tried to come up with as best I could five things I thought were accurate, reasonable, and would resonate with Sharks fans. Beginning with number one, Eric Carlson will eclipse... 55 points, meaning he'll get to 56, meaning he'll be a point-per-game player for San Jose this season. You like what I did there? You like that? little uh, production value? Um, I know EK65 hasn't been at the point-per-game level since, what does it say there, 2015-16 with Ottawa, 82 points in those 82 games, played all the games, and that just goes to show you he was healthy that year. It showed when we've seen Carlson, he is that type of player. I know this is um, maybe not the boldest prediction, but I think based on the two seasons prior he's had with San Jose, I mean, this would come off as a really nice feeling if he could eclipse 55 points, be a point-per-game player with this team. Now, I also put here in the piece, don't be surprised if 47 of Carlson's 56 points are on apples, right? I'm I'm not necessarily looking for Carlson... To be a scoring threat, I just know his his passing prowess and with this team and some of the other players on it, and especially if he's going to get that power play time, he could be the perfect setup guy, the perfect uh, puck mover and facilitator that they need uh, to get the team scoring going, to get the team offense going. I just I think he'd be a large part of that in moving the puck. Like I said, fifty six points as long as he's healthy, right? And I think he is. He's he's apparently looked really good at camp. Um, everything that Bob Bugner has said and all the observations from camp. He looks good, feels good. The thumb and the groin, both healthy. Can't wait to see what 65 does out there. All right, second thing here. A goalie tandem won't last through February. Now, now, what do I mean by that? Do I mean Martin Jones and David Dubnik will not be around? No, that's that's not it at all. What I'm saying is they'll likely start in a tandem. And Jones will likely see a lot of the time at first based on familiarity, based on he's the guy they want to give, you know, the first right of opportunity to. What I'm saying is between both of these guys and between both of their recent history and based on the the bar and the track record they've set in the NHL, I just think the odds are that one of these guys is going to run away with the job. Now, I also say here in the piece, and this has to be established, like, you know, Famous goalies of NHL past, none of them, like Brodeur or Patrick Waugh or Dominic Hasek, like none of these guys would have done well with the Sharks defense, the way it played in front of the goalie in the last couple years, but especially last year, hung these guys out to dry. That picture, by the way, 
A little bit distracting. Martin Jones getting bit there by uh, Finn, Shark's pup. That's a great photo. Um, I'm just saying that the the team defense is going to have to play its part as well. But I think if and when that that happens, it's going to provide one of these goalies. And I don't know if it's Dubnik or Jones. One of these goalies is going to get the platform to take off this year, to make a statement, and to have the ultimate you know storybook rebound season. Bold, maybe that's a little bit more bolder than anything else of these predictions. But I don't think that's I don't think that's a far fetched thing from happening. All right, number three here, Mario or Mario Ferraro, depending on what day it is. He will end up being a top four D-man. Now, that might already be the case with this team. Like, on opening night, he might pair with Brent Burns if Radim Shimek is not able to play. And he may already be considered a top four D-man in your mind. And he kind of already is in mine. What I'm saying here is that by the end of this upcoming season, which will be shorter, which will be different on a lot of accounts, we'll take what he did last year in his rookie season, We'll put it with the improvements I know he made this summer, was in really good shape. By the way, check out his YouTube channel if you're already here, Youngest of Plugs. Uh, go subscribe to that one too. But we, we saw the work and the effort he put in all summer at home, back with his family in Ontario, Canada. And uh, it, it just would not surprise me if he takes the next steps this season and ends this season as a like for sure top four caliber D-man um, at the NHL level. And you know what? I also say this in the piece. Wouldn't surprise me in a couple years down the road if we're like, yeah, you know what? Mario Ferraro is a, is a top pair guy for the San Jose Sharks. Hopefully not for any other team, but you know what I'm saying. He is of that level of any team across the NHL. All right, two more to get to. And this one is more of an instinct than anything else. And this one is also way more multidimensional than anything else. Patrick Marlowe as a shark is going to break the Gordie Howe all-time games played record. Now, Again, the reason that I say as a shark, that's the important part here. Firmly believe, knock on wood, that's wood, where's more wood? Patrick Marlowe is going to break this record this season. He's got the games to do it, knock on more wood. And if he plays every game up until then, April 19th in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights is when he'll get to 1768, one more than Gordie Howe played. Now, he's also going to surpass a bunch of... (laughs) High-level names on the way up. He's, what, fourth or fifth right now in terms of all-time games played. He's going to surpass everybody and Gordie Howe, again, if he plays all these games by um, April 19th. But, but, April 12th is the NHL's trade deadline. And we know what happened before last season with Patrick Marlowe. He had the opportunity to go to a Pittsburgh, to go to a a cup contender. Well, obviously the whole season and the world kind of fell apart shortly after that. But would it happen again where the Sharks may not be in contention by April 12th? And Patrick is afforded the opportunity to chase that that chance to lift the cup for the very first time. In how many, who knows how many more chances. Now, by the way, is it, is it even a possibility he could go back to Toronto and be with Joe Thornton and oh man Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner oh man oh, I don't want to go that far because because my prediction is this he'll do it as a shark how will that happen one of two ways the sharks will be a, a team in contention like and I'm not saying they need to be first place in their in their western division I'm just saying they're contending for a playoff spot early April and Patrick Marlowe is a part of their team and he likes San Jose and this is good enough and this is the chance and 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 he doesn't ask to be traded. I don't know. I'm just saying that could be one easy route for this to happen. 
Uh, the other one would just be, you know, I don't know how crazy this season is going to get. What's the trade deadline going to be like during a, a pandemic? We've never really got to see that happen. Are teams going to be making a lot of moves? Does it make sense? Um, you know, it could just be a slow market and the opportunity doesn't arise for Patty. Now, I want to close all this out with a disclaimer because, you know, knowing Patty as long as I have and, and you know, seeing his family and, and, you know, what they've gone through in his career, if the opportunity comes up, I'm totally okay with Patrick going elsewhere to chase this chance to win a cup if it truly is greater somewhere else. But I'm only okay with it so long as the team he goes to definitely wins the Stanley Cup. If he's going to move one more time, if he's not going to break this record in Teal, right? Here's my here's my deal. If he's not going to break this record in that sweater, he better do it with a team that's also going to help him win the Stanley Cup. End of story. All right, and then last one here, my fifth bold prediction. Uh, We're going to know after 30 games, precisely 30 games, if the Sharks are playoff bound or not. Now that 30 game marker is going to happen around March 20th. You do the quick math, you realize that's about two games after the midway point of the season. You're saying, Brody, that's obvious, dude. Like you'll you'll get obviously a really good picture if they're in or out by then. And And I'm not saying, I think, let me, let me check how I worded this here. Playoff bound or not. And really, the word could be playoff caliber. I don't know if I made that headline or not, but that's what I'm intending to say. Uh, We don't know if they will for sure make the playoffs or not after 30 games, but we'll have the idea in our mind like, you know what? This team can do it. They're right there. Or this team doesn't have a chance and they've sailed in the complete opposite direction. Now, I, I say that, and here is the obvious part in my mind. It's because the season is short. You need a good start. You don't have room to struggle for a long period. Like, remember when the St. Louis Blues a couple years ago, they were the worst team in the league in January. And by summertime, they were winning the Stanley Cup. Like, that's, and obviously we know the Sharks were part of that run for them. Um, but but that's that's not going to happen. The time frame, it's just, it, it does, it's not going to exist like that. It's especially not going to happen like that in this crazy season where games are going to be moved. There's going to be a lot of flexibility. Um, so the point being is that, by 30 games, we're going to have a really good stretch or, or we're going to have seen a stretch where this team plays well. Maybe they struggle a little bit. But how did they rebound from that? What are they made of? You're going to know what to expect on a nightly basis. It's really hard to know right now until we see them play. Like We know what they're capable of. What will we get from the team, I think, is, is the bigger question. So I just think by about 30 games, um, you're going to have a really good... You're going to have a really good idea about who this team is, what they're capable of. Um, And I I think the way I ended it here is, you know, obviously things you'll look for to know that they're a good team or not. Team defense, depth scoring, and special teams. Things they struggled with in the past, we're going to quickly find out if they have repeated themselves or better yet, if the Sharks can ultimately redefine themselves. So those are my five bold predictions for the 2021 season. It's going to be interesting. Hang with us. I'd love to know what you think in the comments below.